This is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we bring in someone who's willing and courageous to get coached live and in person on the podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you a gentleman that I just met for the first time. So as I get to know him, you will get to know him too. His name is Gotham Nath, and he lives in Toronto, right near me, apparently, and he runs a company called Naxter Global. Did I say it right? Absolutely. Okay, amazing. Welcome to the podcast. So Thank you. tell us a little bit about you. You have a whole bunch of accomplishment behind you. I saw on your LinkedIn profile, you won a whole bunch of awards. Let's start with that. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Kim. And uh, I've uh, been through a number of your previous podcasts, and they're all impressive. So kudos, uh, kudos to you for that. Um, so uh, as, as Kim mentioned, I, I have had a good innings here in Canada. I've, I've been here now over about 12 years. Um, but I had a career in corporate, in the corporate world for at least 20 years before that. So I hit the ground running. And uh, one of the important things that I believe as a passion is really about giving back. And so when I came to Canada, I found a lot of people who were newcomers to the country were kind of struggling and wondering what to do and how to navigate the waters and stuff like that. And having had both a marketing and an HR background, I sort of got into there and started uh, working with helping people, writing articles, mentoring, uh, talking at different forums. And within two years, I got awarded or recognized as Canada's top 25 immigrants. So that was really the first wow. milestone that that hit my way. And then going forward, uh, I continued to volunteer and mentor a lot of people, being on boards and committees. And uh, in 2017, I got the June Cornwood Award, which is Ontario's highest award for volunteerism. Uh, moved on from there in 2018, I got the top uh, top 50 Canadian Board Diversity Professionals Award uh, with, with the work that I do on various boards. And in 2019, I got the Sovereign's Medal, which is Canada's highest recognition for volunteerism. Wow. So, so this is definitely a passion of yours that you live and breathe. Uh, totally, totally. So it's not something you just talk about. It's something you actively do. Uh, as... As a, a second skin, literally. I mean, it's something that's there. I don't know where it came from, but it's perhaps just the way your uh, DNA is built. But it's all about empowering people, seeing them succeed, uh, you know, living through their success and uh, feeling good when when they get get somewhere. So there's too much talk about, you know, doctors driving cabs and people not finding jobs when they come here and struggling and a lot of that. And there's a lot of real estate in media that has taken up that space, but I'm trying to kind of hit on the other side of that and give people hope, give them motivation and give them strength to move forward. And I think that's really the passion that ran behind uh, me that drove me, me to uh, co-found Master Global. So let me ask you a, a, a different question and we're going to get into your challenge and your company in a minute. But before we get there, one quick question. You know, when I coach someone, I am there to help them, but at the end of the day, there is a massive benefit for me. And I'm not just talking about the fact that it's my business and, you know, that's what we do. 
But when I coach someone, for me, I get an infinite amount of clarity. And I, every time I coach someone, I get realigned, you can say. I'm clear about my direction, my focus. I know what it is that I'm supposed to be paying attention to. And at the end of the day, when I coach someone else, it really contributes to my well-being, my growth, my health, my personal development. What does volunteering do for you? What has it done for you? So um, as human beings, one, one of our um, key needs, if I put it that way, is recognition. You want to be recognized, and recognition doesn't mean you want to be first in class all the time, but you want to be recognized by being able to make a difference, to be able to leave a legacy. And that's what empowers you to continue moving moving further and further down that path. So to me, that's exactly what volunteerism was, being able to take whatever skill sets that have been developed over the years and transfer them to somebody else for their well-being. And overall, it makes the world a better place. So it's all about sharing and caring. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your business, Naxter Global. Well, there you go. So thank you for asking, Kim. And it's really a passion. And uh, what we're trying to do is build a business model around the passion that was there. It's not just mine. There are three other founders um, based out of London, UK, another one based in Sweden, and the third founder is based in Bombay, India. So we four of us, and all of us got together. We Each one of us have had at least two, two or more decades of uh, corporate world ex- work experience. So we've, we've come from having, you know, having walked that mile, having done things, having been in the corporate world, and we sort of felt ourselves as there was something missing. And we thought, are we going to do another 10, 15 years of more of the same? And uh, that's where even my volunteerism kind of background came in. And we said, let's let's get involved in something that we can leave behind a legacy. Let's look at changing some of these things. And we reached uh, a conclusion after days and days of debates among ourselves that what we'd like to do is address some of these social stereotypes that are out there and see if we can really make a difference. And one of the social stereotypes that we found was the entire concept of retirement. Right. Now, if I take you back, retirement as a concept came up when we were, as, as, a, as a society, mankind was in the industrial era. And most men and women were working in factories where using your hands and feet, your physical being was important. Right. And because we're, we're mere humans, we do wear out over time. And so it was decided at that point, and they identified 60 or 65 as time has gone on, as the time when your limbs are not as efficient as the younger lot, and therefore they term this as, as retirement. Now, we know, all know retirement. Uh, the industrial era has gone long time back. We're into knowledge era. We're now into AI world, et cetera, et cetera. But the concept of retirement still stays there. So. At 60 or 65, um, a well-intending, able human being is retired. Right. And we, we said, let us address this concept. Let us empower these people so they can have a second life. They may leave their job and be termed as retired, but that doesn't mean they're out of, uh, of society. So and let's describe, yeah, let's describe what, and I understand completely, 
uh, about retirement and how people who are in their early 60s, 70s, even 80s are still willing, able-bodied people who can be contributing. I understand. How does Naxter work? Is it is it a place where people can hire an older generation of workers? Is it a place where that generation can continue developing their skills? What is Naxter? So the pillars behind Naxter is actually there are three. It's earn, volunteer, or share, right? Okay. The platform is using latest technology. So it's an innovative digital platform that we have created. Uh, that platform allows the um, the Naxter, who is a, a senior person with a particular NAC, okay. to come, come onto a community platform where consumers can come in and utilize their skill set. So okay. it is, in a sense, a marketplace, but it goes much beyond that because it's not just earning. We have the pillar of volunteering because a lot of seniors or Naxters say, financially, I'm good, but I'm lonely. And I don't know what to do. And the honeymoon period after retirement of three to five years is over for me. You know, the, the playing golfs, the going around the world, doing the sailing, all that kind of stuff, it's done. But now I'm feeling inadequate. Mm-hmm. I want to do something. I want to continue to give back. And I can give maybe five hours a week or 10 hours a week. And so we have a whole concept of volunteering. And then we have a third platform, which is share. Uh, it's still to roll out, but the concept of share is building a community. So it's not a transactional uh, platform, but it's a relationship building platform. So the the seniors now start having relationships with other other families and maybe other young folk and maybe other seniors share their legacies, leave behind recipes, leave behind things that they've learned over the course of their years so that we as a society continue to learn and grow. And so it's, it's really developing a community where we're saying retirement as a concept that you knew it till today, no more. Okay. So I love the idea. I think it's a wonderful concept. I look at my mother-in-law, for example, who is still very capable, very able, who is you know desperate for something to be engaged in, especially now during covid when there's no place to go, and it's not even safe for these people to go anywhere. And you talk about that on your website a little bit, I think. But so tell us, what is your greatest challenge right now? So we we were all very motivated. We got into it. We obviously started by putting pen to paper. We developed the concept. We realized we had to build the software. So we invested, all four of us invested. We got some friends and family to invest, and we were able to build the platform, develop the entire strategy, and went to market literally in the middle of the pandemic, right? So we we turned on a dime before the pandemic, uh, and we realized that we need to go virtual, so we converted everything to go virtual during the pandemic, and we launched literally last month, or in June. Uh, but what we found, and this is a learning that we found, is this concept of retirement is so entrenched in people's mind. There's been generations and generations that you've seen retirement going on that to break that fallacy is taking us, it's, it, it is a far tougher, longer, harder journey to take. And really what we need is finances to be able to break those barriers. But what are you trying? Okay, so before we talk about finances, because a lot of people who start businesses often believe 
that the hole in their system is financial. And what I will say to you is that after working with hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs, I have discovered that money is a resource, but there are many, many other resources that can often serve the same need. And what happens is when we become very tunnel vision that there's only one solution to our problems, we don't allow ourselves to access the other solutions. So let's just kind of back up. What are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to get more Naxters on? Are you getting trying to get more people to purchase the services of Naxters? Like what's the revenue model? And what are you looking to do in terms of growth? So uh, very well said, Kim. So uh, a great um, segue to that. And yes, I'll, I'll take a step back in the sense, and that's really what's been happening is we reached out as much as we could with our messaging and we found and we've got at least 15 people who have put their hands up and they come from, from different backgrounds and they come with different years of experience and said, we love what you guys are trying to do. And to the best extent possible, we'd like to be involved with you guys to do what we can. So somebody's there who has government relations, somebody is there with a marketing advertising background. Recently, uh, Christopher signed up with us and said that, you know, I've, I've spent 30 years of my career uh, in public relations, but, you know, I'm, I am literally an actor today and I want to be part of your movement. I will support you. So people are coming literally out of the woodwork with, with time, with knowledge and with their contacts to help. And that's, I think, the other side of it. But we found that it can take us to a certain extent. But we need that machinery to be oiled. So both but things. I'm still, I'm still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off. So tell me, what is your goal? Is your goal to get a whole bunch of Naxters on? Like, again, revenue model. So what does the, that look like? The revenue model is actually, is actually two, which is enroll your Naxters so that you have a database of adequate skill sets that are available, and then reach out to potential buyers, being two. One set of buyers are individuals, so that's kind of a consumer buying uh, pillar, which are yeah. homes. And especially today, with a lot of people working from home, they need help to be able to either read stories for their kids, give sure. them guitar lessons, home tutoring, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the other is also a corporate set side of it. So we're looking at reaching out to corporates who have many thousands or hundreds of employees working from home, but Challenged with this whole thing about, you know, you've got your six year old kid who, who's knocking at your door, but you're supposed to be a Zoom call with your board of directors or with your team. Right. Right. You know, and so that's, that's the second thing, which is, uh, the consumer side of it, right? Okay. We are at, at a phase where data building are next steps today. I, I understand. So what you want to do is what you want to get, I don't know, give me a number. How many Naxters do you want on there in the next year? So we we've got we've got 90 days uh, targets as of now, which we've said that we wanna we wanna onboard 350 Naxters okay. within within the first 90 days. Okay. Uh, and then the ramp up will depend on uh, whether we are able to get adequate uh, angel funding, venture capital, okay. et cetera, et cetera, because that's how far how you can scale it up in the speed. Okay, so so it sounds like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, your first and most immediate goal is get 350 Naxters on your site, correct? Absolutely. Okay, 
And you have a belief that you need funding in order to be able to do that. Correct. Okay. So I want to challenge that belief. Happy to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I really do think your idea is fantastic. Really great idea. And as you see, people are buying in. One, because they're already Naxters and they understand the plight and they understand the problem, not only intellectually, but really emotionally, they understand this. But I would suggest to you that there's another population that understands this, and that's the sandwich generation who have senior level parents who mm -hmm. are not engaged, who are feeling not so useful. And there's a vested interest in that generation to engage their parents in something. Right, it feels good when your parents are active and involved and and uh, engaged in something healthy and productive. And totally. so, the so the question becomes: What do we need to do in order to increase dramatically increase our number of Naxters that are engaged in the game? Right, that's really the first game, the first question. And yes. for me, you know, to me, I think to myself like. If I could ma wave a magic wand and wish for anything, what would I wish for? I would wish perhaps for somebody with a great deg degree of influence to help me with this initiative. It could be someone who's a Naxter who has a great platform already. Someone who is perhaps wildly on social media or someone who is followed by an, a lot of other Naxters. So the question is, how do I reach them? Do I need money to reach them? No. I need ingenuity. Mm -hmm. That's what I need. I need creativity. I need persistence, not necessarily money. I need to craft a series of interesting messages. I need to get very personal. I need to tell a story. I need to find a way to reach that person or set of people. The other thing is I find that a lot of entrepreneurs are not aware of the resources that they have right at their fingertips. In your case, you have a ton of them and you're not quite aware of them. As an incoming tech chair, right? You're you're um, you're a tech chair. Tech is um, short for the executive committee, and it's a massive organization here in Canada that is connected to a series like tons of incredibly successful entrepreneurs. I do a lot of speaking for tech. You have two levels of resources right at your fingertips. Number one, other tech chairs, and number two, tech members who have parents, mm -hmm. right? So, so my belief is that if you want to reach this goal of 350 to get the ball rolling, it's really about looking internally and saying, who's going to change the game for me? And how do we build this momentum where we're talking to the right people at the right time? And from my perspective, there's a massive opportunity to literally connect with every single tech chair in your network, first off by saying, hey, I'm a new tech chair. I'd love to pick up some tips. And I'm working on this project. Is there anyone you think I should be talking to about this? Do any of your members have older parents who might be a good fit for this? And so that doesn't require money. That requires reach out. That requires a little bit of rolling up your, your sleeves to do a little bit of the heavy lifting. You're in a unique position to do that. And I'm guessing from what you told me that you're extremely well connected based on your volunteerism from before. Right. So to me, the question is who have I not tapped into what resources are at my disposal that I have discounted that I have not. Very well said. 
Very yeah. well said, Kim. Thank you. Yeah. So, so it opens up a whole different way of addressing the issue. And uh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because, yes, while, while you're right, while funding will help reach out, because probably we're, we're, very, we're almost ready to press the button on, uh, you know, Facebook buy and Instagram buy and Google buy. So we're, we're into one of, that's one area. But the other area is very aptly put by you, and it's something that um, we have explored. We've dug, dug whatever we could, but I think we've not done enough on that, uh, that front. So appreciate your insights. We often think that funding is going to solve all our problems. But if we don't have an appropriate strategy, funding is essentially going to be like taking money and throwing it into a deep, dark hole. And so I, I like to challenge entrepreneurs and say, if you had absolutely no money, how would you reach this goal? And the truth is that entrepreneurs are very creative and they're very resourceful. And when they get laser focused on acquiring money, they forget their resources and they forget their creativity and they lean on that as a solution for everything. And I want to say, look, there are other solutions out there. There are, I am sure, a ton of older influencers out there who would wrap their arms around your concept because I really do think it's an amazing idea. And the question is, how do we reach them so that they are talking about Napster? Like, that's really the question. So, you know, for me, it's you're not, you're, your deficiency isn't in funding. Sure, it would help. But I think the first deficiency is what's our greatest approach? Who can talk about us that will help us reach the masses or not even the masses. 350 people is not a mass number. Right. Right. So what's going to help us get our first push. And I'm going to throw something else at you. What organization already serves this market and they are dying for another service to offer that could be helpful to this market. So I, I just think you have a lot of opportunity in front of you. And I think that if you take funding off the table and say, how do we do this? You will find like a, a big, huge number of possible solutions. And so I challenge you to do that exercise with your other founders and say, okay, mm -hmm. let's pretend funding is never coming. How would we do this? Great. Well, well said and uh, rightly noted. So we, we have put a list. We have not gone down that path as much as probably we should have. I mean, for example, there's Ontario uh, Senior Societies um, Council of Ontario. So they, they are an apex body of about 300 senior senior associations across the province. Fantastic. We've to reach out. We've had one presentation with them, um, but we've, we've not gone beyond that yet. So I think I, I hear what you say. I think we've not explored that in in depth enough. And uh, the motivation that talking with you, Kim, is giving me to pass on to our people is exactly that challenge. Take money off the table and then let's talk about what else can we do. So I hear that loud and clear. And Wonderful. how can we do it efficiently? And I have found that efficiency isn't always a reflection of a big budget. It's a okay. reflection of kind of strategic thinking. And I think clearly you and your team members have years of experience and can easily bring that to the table. So I want to say, Gotham, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you for sharing your challenge. I love your project. 
anybody who's listening who is in that age bracket or has a parent in that age bracket, please go visit the website. What is the URL? So the URL URL is, uh, and thank you for asking, www.naxta.ca. Very simple. So Naxta is spelled K-N-A-C-K-S-T-O-R dot C-A. Amazing. Naxter.ca. Please go visit. And again, thank you for being with me. And for those of you who are listening, if you have a challenge that you would like to discuss on this podcast, if you have the courage and the boldness to come and share your courage with us, please send me an email. My email is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you are not willing to share on this podcast, please email me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Thank you, Gotham. Until we meet again. Mm -hmm.